Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Saints Radio. 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 I can't roll my tongue, so I, I can't. I know, do that's it. why I did that, just to irritate <laughs> you. I thank you. It's going to be a good no, hour. No, I, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. My deficiency. Everyone, <laughs> let us give a tongue roll to the Lord. <laughs> yeah, you can't. That's not fair. I need grace on my tongue so it can roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's great to welcome all of you. I hope that all of the uh, issues and challenges that were upon many of you last week have been resolved and that uh, you're moving forward in the things of the Spirit. Um, it's been a very... Uh, unusual aftermath of the seminar um, I uh, I'm just launching I'm bypassing a lot of chit chat not to say we won't sashay into that a little bit later but um, that's the title of my next book sashaying into chit chat <laughs> into spiritual chit chat yeah you imagine <laughs> Luke will have a lot of fun trying to translate that what do you mean, sachet? Oh, you mean sachet. Sacheting into spiritual chit-chat. Go ahead. No, okay. it's just been very interesting. And, and i trying to figure out um, how much of what, uh, from my perspective, I'm feeling in the spirit realm as the aftermath of the seminar and the timing of the Lord or the advent of this very uh, uh, what's a good word this this crucial gathering of saints in uh, in Brazil which we'll talk about in a few minutes uh, but you know it's 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 really strange because the father just keeps leading us down this pathway of the development of what he's placed in us you know this past Sunday morning's message about um, the spirit of adoption to me was something that really further highlighted um, that deposit of, of, of the tetheme within us and when that becomes activated we're supposed to be pursuing the the deeper things of God's heart that he wants to accomplish and uh, but but with that it's like there's been a almost like a house cleaning going on in me and I've been processing and asking the father to uh, cleanse or to prepare for new uh, new means of the way God is wanting to use us and um, I, I, I can tell you from my stand that it's been I, to say it's uncomfortable is not a is not a favorable term but it's not been something that is like the initial burst of the spirit where you just feel don't be drunk with wine but be filled with the spirit you know there's a difference between receiving an infilling of the spirit and having a an, a, a, an outpouring upon you or an atmosphere of the spirit there's a difference between that and God working the spirit within to perfect you there's a very big difference in those things and um, so it's been a good thing but coming to the realization that it's a good thing was a major step forward because for all the world it, f it feels like everything's being put in a, a measure of upheaval and um, so 
you know, I, I'm, I'm totally with you because I have experienced very similar um, manifestations, I guess I would say, deep, deep within. And I, I know that a couple of weeks ago when I spoke about um, the Catharos, mm-hmm. about, and, and, I, and I testified and I said, I feel like this season has really been this, that very thing deep within. It's like a cleansing, a purging, a... Of things that you didn't even realize. It's like things that God brings that you didn't even realize needed to be purged or cleansed. And at the same time, I knew that it, that it had something to do with if we're connected with the vine and he's the vine, we're the branches. And I knew it had something to do with the fact that he was purging the branches from the vine for us as a body but also individually because if he's the vine we feed from that vine that's the supply mm-hmm. that's that's the spirit to me and and so we certainly want to have that free flow of his spirit and and so it's working for good it's preparing us and this morning i was reading in scripture about the commission that jesus gave the 12 disciples where he says you go and you preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand Okay, so we go. That's our mission. We go, we preach the kingdom of God. It's within us. But then it says, you know, that 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 sequence of um, cleanse the leper. What does it say? It says heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. Mm-hmm. There's like maybe four Cast of them. Out Cast out devils. And so I was looking at that thinking. There's some way that God is going to prepare us for those things. I mean, if Jesus said to his 12 disciples when he sent them forth, you go preach the kingdom of God is here. That comes from within you because it's within us. It's the spirit within us. It's that deposit. But then you you see the manifestation of these four things. And I got to cleansing the leper and I thought, what does that look like? Because, but that's the catharos. And, and so if we look at what leper leprosy represents like even in the church we have it's like we have to live it before we're conduits of it we have to experience you know i feel like he's preparing us through this purging through this cleansing through this preparation to actually see the manifestation of all of those things or else jesus wouldn't have told him to do that you know how could you deny the fact that that's that's our commission and we make it about deliverance and what deliverance is always, you know, how that's always been taught. But I think that there's, there's truth that, that he wants to unveil for us that really are um, deeper truths about what those four things represent. And so that's exciting to me because I certainly want, when I go forth, when I go out, when I'm sent out, um, <laughs> I want to be. I, I want to be that that vessel that the supply comes through to be able to awaken the dead. You know, whether that's literally the dead or just the sleeping church. I don't know. I just. I, I'm excited because I feel like these things that 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 were that were actually done through the early church. Those are the things that we're going to see. Those are the things that, I mean, we're just, I just feel like we're right on the verge of actually seeing the manifestation of those things. And that's exciting. So, but the flow comes through him. Yeah. It comes through being abiding in that vine and being willing to be purified um, of anything that would hinder that, that flow that comes through him. So. Yeah, you you think about you think about that in in other ways that he has led us in the past, which have been concurrent with this. And we talked about, um, you know, the refining and how gold is refined, the trying of your faith, the trying of your ability to walk at the right hand and to fulfill what the Amman is and you know we talked about the the various types of gold you know the different 
24, 18, 12, mm -hmm. 10. The pure, yeah, the level yeah. of purity. And that the, the final, I remember from years ago, the final thing that's removed from gold in its purifying process is, is silver, which is really a testing of your ability to represent God. Plus, the, the purer the gold, the softer the gold, the more pliable the gold. The gold. The, you know, it's almost like the decrease, increase kind of principle. Yeah. Where, yeah. And, you know, I, I think, though, you know, some of the things that I remember hearing years and years ago, you know, Rick Joyner in a teaching said that things that you could get away with in the outer court, you can't get away with in the inner court. And he meant that more in a in a measure of the closer you get to God, you know, the more you have to allow him to circumcise the heart. And, and um, um, so things that were acceptable to God, of course, we're always going to be perfected in the face of a pure pure God, but the things that were acceptable to God in your development in a previous measure of service, um, now he wants to keep paring that away to find the sensitivity. So that, I think, would be kind of a combination of the, the, the pruning. Mm -hmm. You know, because pruning, if, if a vine is being pruned, we're not talking about necessarily the, the lopping off of branches that aren't going to go with what God wants but you're talking about the pruning and the pruning is usually something that in its initial form of growth bore some flowers or bore something that was an indication of the health and vitality of the plant and so you know I think that I think that for where the Lord is taking us as saints, and your teaching was just really on target prophetically. How many weeks ago was that? Four? Probably. But um, it's, it's all about truth, and it's all about our pursuit of who God is. And you would think that those branches that are God's going to have to lop off or pursuing other truth instead of what God's truth mm -hmm. is. And, um, you know, I, I think that we're just really experiencing that. And um, so, you know, even the, the way, and I'm probably saying too much here, but the way that I've prayed over these past number of days is I've looked back on things that were to me a blessing um, and I I felt the Lord put his finger on him and and it's kind of like a combination of surrendering and asking for cleansing and um, but I but I do think that the Lord has us as saints in this period because of what's of what's coming and the way we're going to need to be before God in order to be used by him in this in this season. Now, you know what? There is also horticulturally warnings about when you prune and when you when you cut back uh, limbs and branches and if you do it out of season, it can be harmful to the plant or to the tree. I learned that from listening to Neil Sperry. He's a horticulturalist. He may still have a program on on Saturday mornings. I don't know. But I used to listen to him back when I was an adventurous homeowner Gardner. who was planting trees and doing all kinds of stuff. I don't really do that anymore. You, if you live in a house for 30 years, I mean, hopefully you've planted the trees you're going to plant. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to live in a forest. And there goes your foundation. But... Um, I do know that he, he, you know, he would talk and I read in his books about how, you know, even though you know this has to be done, you've got to wait for the right time to do it or it can be damaging. And I think sometimes people perhaps sensed certain 
indications and took matters into their own hands and created really a challenge for themselves and a challenge for the greater um, bond. You know, and the, but then you see the, the passages about God laying the, the axe to the root uh, in promise to Jacob. That passage has always made me uncomfortable. Well, I don't know why. It just, it's always made me uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's essentially to get to the essence of what you're supposed to be. Right. And then you see about the Jews that were um, unwilling to keep moving forward. And uh, this is not anti Semitic. It's just, you know, Paul in the scriptures talking about the veil over their eyes and even words Jesus said. He loves them, but it. We're not criticizing. We're just saying in this context. Um, somehow the Gentiles were grafted in, which is kind of a weird deal. You think about that. If And it is true. When grace came, we, as born-again people, um, we receive this activation of the Spirit of God within and the earnest, the promise. And that's what prays as we are praying in an unknown tongue, which is what the Bible clearly says. And God's Spirit communes with our spirit, and that is there. So how does that fit in with the grafting of the tree? Because if you just read that part, you think, oh, you know what? That tree really screwed up, and here's this other thing growing over here, and God came over and grafted it in. Well, that's really not the picture. The picture is the root and what God is wanting to do. It has nothing to do with what's been cut away. Really, when you graft into the root, you're bringing some new thing that God brought into line and you put it there um, with that original intent. The root just speaks of original intent and what God planted that he's going to fulfill. You know, you don't, he, he didn't say he was changing his mind and doing a different kind of tree. He didn't bring an apple branch and stick it into an olive tree. That's not what happened. So when grace came with this horizon of God into a new dimension of truth that's what God was wanting to do out of that root all along and and the concept is for Paul if God lopped off these others you better stay focused on what that root is supposed to be doing or you're going to get lopped too which then comes to what you spoke about about from Jesus words in John about you know, the, the branches that aren't bearing, being cut off, and the ones that will are being pruned. So, you know, we, you kind of you kind of think, and I, I know this has been taught, you know, we used to host a, a Jewish Messianic ministry here. We allowed that ministry to meet uh, on the weekends, um, and they utilized what is the chambers now and they also utilized our uh, our sanctuary and we loved those people they were part of our church and it was for a season we didn't have a falling out we didn't have any issues it just ended and this is a well-known ministry which i'm not going to name but um one time the head of the ministry came and you know he he was talking about how much he appreciated us letting their ministry utilize our facilities and you know, this was back before we had the big change. But one of the things in his materials was that, and it, it kind of was misleading, that somehow this part of the tree that was lopped off of the root was somehow more pure or more endeared to God than what was grafted in. And as the old boy would say, that don't make no sense, no how. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Because as Paul said, you know, we are just as much the children of Abraham 
as mm-hmm. those people, probably more so, um, through the sacrifice of Christ. But the issue is not who's better, you know. The issue is that you're following truth. And you could talk about one new man all day long. But if you're not following the truth that God is fulfilling from his throne, then you're not going to be in that in that growth that God is doing out of the, the foundational Abba root. Abba root. Abba root. Abba root. <laughs> to your to his grace, his truth. That's good. Well, That's I, good. boy, we hit the ground not running, digging <laughs> and sprinting. Well, and, and, you know, I mentioned that progression, and I, I guess the thing that, like, stopped me was the whole cleanse the leper, because I thought, Lord, how do we do that? How do you, because if that's catharos, I mean, that's something that you've got to surrender. But then I think about leprosy, and I think about the judgment to wormwood thing, and the whole progression of getting to the truth, that has got to be cleansed through, through the church, yeah. right? And so... I mean, I think it's more than just you go and you address unclean spirits and you, you cast them out. How do, how do we go forth and actually cleanse the leprosy, cleanse the leper? Um, I just think that there's just more to that for well, us, for us know, to understand. That's kind of interesting because you were here on that first Sunday back when Paul and Dan and I came back from Brownsville. Oh, yeah. And Rachel Hunter had at my request, gotten two big bolts of cloth. One was red and one was green. And we hung it up over, draping down off the the baptism. And the message of that first morning was that God was purging leprosy from the church. And we didn't understand anything about that. You know, that's the only thing that we really brought back from Brownsville as far as a teaching. And that but was that just, was the beginning. Yeah, that was a teaching. I mean, that, that was the initial, gave. the launching. That was the, yeah. Yeah, and he was speaking that into the Assemblies of God and to all the other groups that were coming there. That Did he understand the principle? No. Well, I, I can't speak for him, but he didn't teach any of that. Yeah. He just said that leprosy, and he went from the standpoint of the purity of the body being eaten away and that God was wanting to cleanse that so that the the body of Christ would be whole again. Mm-hmm. That was his message. Mm-hmm. And it was a good message mm-hmm. because their whole their whole stand was that you repentance, repent yeah. And that you then get in the river. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I'm not faulting that at all. But the, I was so moved by that belief that we had, as a Christianity, had really allowed ourselves to become much less than what God wanted. But since that time, you know, we've seen those passages. You mentioned judgment to Wormwood. And what's missing is grace and wisdom in the procession of the colors. And um, I think that that is always what you know you think about it because I don't want to go too far with this but grace and truth came through Christ Um, and I know that ultimately the spirit of truth is what we are to personify as sons but the pursuit of truth is found through commune with God at his direction and grace and where we're supposed to be learning of him and discovering from him to be guided by him. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. But you know again, I I think that's I think that's really where we are. How do you cleanse the leper? is by teaching people how to be whole as sons. 
Yeah, but that that that's it. I mean, if if that was the commission Jesus gave, that that's a commission to us. And you think about it. That's Miriam was smitten by leprosy uh-huh. because she came against Moses about this <laughs> goofy thing about his his wife. But it was more than that. I, it was he, more than that. Yeah. Was the thing that yeah. was the offense. Yeah. And God called them all out and said, this guy I'm speaking to and face-to-face, I'm talking to him about this. And Aaron's just standing there as an innocent party. <laughs> He's probably thinking, uh-oh. The great, the, great calf, <laughs> the great calf former. Now, now, we can't label him that. that well, was, he that did. Was, I know, but. <laughs> he, Moses comes down off the mountain with the 15, 10 commandments. And he says, these people, they made me do it. Reminiscent of Adam. I just, you know, I wonder just as God expands us and we, we go out and, and uh, you know, that's not an easy message to bring. Well, think about this. Go back off of what Miriam had for the seven days and the camp had to stop. But before Moses went to see Pharaoh, he stuck his hand into his bosom. He pulled it out. It was white, leprous. He stuck it back in and he was back to normal. So perhaps the, the thing is, if you're going to partner with my hand in this, you you need to touch base with this spirit within mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the, an Old Testament variety. And you need to overcome those things that are missing. And that are blocking the yeah. free flow of what God wants to do in your life or in your church. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, how to partner with God in that in order to see the move that happens. It's it's a very personal thing. It's not something that somebody can break off you. It's not something that if you have some encounter that suddenly it's going to happen. It's it's a personal deliberation between you and God. It's absolute surrender. It is. But if, I mean, if, and we do truly believe that, I mean, his spirit is flowing. His spirit is being poured out. But, I mean, I, I don't want anything to block the flow out of my belly. I, any, it, 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 it is absolutely requires that process. Or else... We won't have that. I mean, I, I just, I don't want a fence. I don't want any of that stuff to to hinder that flow. So, and we don't want that in the church. We want, we want, um, when he pours, I don't know. I. Well, you know, it's just difficult because for grace to really abound, You've got to overcome the the plethora of opportunities to miss the mark that are that are abounding, and it's it can be a confusing time if you aren't absolutely devoted to the Lord. And, and I, that I don't want to say that because you've got to be devoted to the Lord. Even people that are missing the marks that can say they're devoted to the Lord. It's it's like what he said when he released like the promise and he said if you love me and you keep you you tarry on my word if you if you set all of your affections upon me through relationship and and commit yourself to my will and my purpose in the place that I have called you. I mean, it's all there. It's not just about snuggling up into the heart of God, because we know that snuggling up into the heart of God is going to cost you everything, but it's also going to send you forth with a commission. And so it's just his word. It's his way is just perfect. It just—it's just so perfect, but it does cost us everything, and it is absolute surrender. And um, 
you know, I, where there was conversation, maybe it was in Sunday school this week, I can't remember about, you know, why was it when it was when the, then when the light bulb came on for us? Well, I know why that was, because there was a heart that was hungry for more of God, that just wanted the authentic heart of God, that just wanted, I mean, to me, you think about, just thinking about, like, people in past days, Catherine Coleman, anybody that you could name that truly had that dispensation of his power and grace and, and spirit upon them that moved through them, what set them apart? It had to be their hunger for God. It had to be that. Because that's, that's to me, that's the key. That's the foundational key to all of it. And, and he put that in us. And, and he, he, because he loved us and because that's who he is, is, is that, that agape. And that's who's dwelling in us he he responds to my response to that he does he's a res- he just responds to that he's looking for that response to his draw and there's just no end to it it's just it's just endless you think about that mm. and we're we're just chit-chatting theophasizing here <laughs> um you what is God really looking at? Um, what is what is He really wanting from you in that? If 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 He if it is really true, and I think we've looked at enough Scripture to see it is, that He put a deposit in us that was born again, and He the earnest is is in us, and it's sealed, and we don't want to grieve it. Um. If, if if that is really going on in us that it seems to me that you sense that and you express that you draw near to God then God draws near to you and then at that point he's wanting that place within you the spirit bears witness with our spirit if the spirit of God comes on you then that's what he's coming to to touch. He's not just in the mind. He's not just in the emotions. He's not just in the physical manifestation. And and see that's that's where it's gonna both are gonna cost you. You know, you're you're gonna have to well, maybe it wouldn't, because I know that there as as a leader here I can just reflect back. There were a lot of people that would come to our seminars or our meetings who wanted to feel God who who doesn't and I'm not judging their motives but when you started to talk about okay why did he come you have a responsibility now to be an intercessor or to to do this a lot of those people by their actions and even by their words said no I don't want to do that well, too, they didn't want to surrender to the purge. Right. To the purification of what it costs to become a saint. That whole process. Anyway, go ahead. And really, it's kind of the principle, and I would not really thought of this, of the taking of the stronghold from Luke 11. Because when the greater comes, and he he's going to look to the strong man to see whether... In your life, you'll give it up. Whether you're going to give it up, yeah, that's good. And if and if you do, then he takes the armor, and he begins to distribute the goods. He begins to use them, and he begins to then bring blessing to the terio where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that same principle, and um, of course, then that. You know, that unclean spirit um, roams about in dry places. For us, the potential of wanting to go back to that, having your spirit plugged, um, and it, it it's always trying to find a way, or that potential is trying to find a way 
to to get back in control mm -hmm. because it 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 I don't know I'm I'm stretching this mm -hmm. I'm really stretching this but I think that the principles of God are all the same they just manifest themselves in ways according to what he's wanting to accomplish he doesn't have one principle over here and another principle over here let's see what I want to do today right so um, it's it's kind of interesting but to get back to to the original point what was that <laughs> I think we're in this season now where God is God has said a lot of things about what's coming and he's prophesied a lot of things about what he's going to do and we say yay but we've got to be prepared to within to uh, to go after him and to serve him in that way and that comes you know again back to your Jesus words that you taught on there's there's a pruning it, there's a pruning you know and another thing that, that I know we've talked about recently and it, it's been this way for me and I'm assuming it's been this way oh maybe this was on Tuesday of the the, the newcomers gathering um, of the old timers but but I know it's been this way for me. It's like I feel that process happening. I feel I, I, I know that's what's happening. And I am, I am literally not allowed to respond even the way that I used to respond. It's like I, my response immediately when I, when I, when I feel that process is to press into grace. I mean, it's like, no, that's not a good way to express it. It's like, you know how you just, you want to rise up and you want to express yourself, you know, ouch, or however it is before the Lord or even to somebody else, God forbid. And I, I have not been allowed to do that. There's been such conviction for me to do that. But then there's been such a grace upon me just, even surrendering that back to the Lord. And um, so, I don't know what all that means, <laughs> but I know that this is a deep, deep work. And, and it is, I know that for us as a body, it is for the great, the greater things, the greater works that he's gonna, that he's preparing for us yeah. so that we don't react because um, we have to realize that there's power in our words and I think it was Pastor Levester that said every time you speak a word you're planting a seed that really struck me and that's something that we've known but you know what kind of seed do you want to do you want to sow what kind of seed and and it, there's just been a lot of not conviction but self-conviction but also um, spirit-led conviction that is really purifying us and perfect perfecting us. That's a better word. Yeah. So, because, I mean, Miriam, where'd she mess up? By mouthing off. I mean, it's one thing for her to feel those things and, 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 and to process those things. But the minute she opened her mouth, she displeased the Lord, and that's the whole murmur thing. And and we just have to be so careful. So, yeah. and I know you've—I mean, you and I have talked about this. I know this season has been hard, and it's been hard. You've had to—I've—I've I've heard you say so many times, "I have to be careful what I say," because you recognize the the power in your words, and um, that's that's so important i appreciate that so much well, i need to be all of us especially me has to be more careful in proclamation but you know you think you think about um you know you think about peter because of his familiarity with the lord and because of his uh, at that measure an undisciplined um uh, 
expression. He rebuked Jesus because the Lord said, I've got to basically laid out what his what his pathway was for the Father. And, G, and Jesus was rebuked by Peter and Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. You don't know what spirit you're of. That's an interesting phrase. So, to, and I, I'm, I think we kind of link that those two, but I think he said, "Get thee behind me, Satan." And to, to Peter was that you don't know what spirit you're of. Um, and it could be that, you know, the people who murmured in the Old Testament were destroyed by the devourer because of their murmuring. And um, the devourer, arguably, is at the very least those in league with the enemy. You know, Jesus talked, well, well, he's the living word. Ma- Malachi, bring all the tithe into the storehouse that may, might be meat in my house. See if I will not rebuke the devourer for you. It's that tithe business. Yeah, it's It's you honoring what God wants. So um, I think in, in this time, we have to be really aware of the fact, and it brings it back to what you were saying about casting out devils. Um, it's not that you're looking for a demon behind every tree, and, you know, I remember, well, I don't want to go there, but, you know, you really have to understand what goes on in deliverance, and, you know, there were a, there were a lot of people in the early years of our transition who I wouldn't necessarily say were demon-possessed, but they sure were mouthpieces of Satan that came against us, that came against the move, that came against... Um, they, were, they were really unclean spirits in this church. <laughs> I could go on there, but I remember one time... How far do I go with this? Because I think it is good to to consider these spiritual things. We heard over and over again for years that I wasn't teaching the word. People would be out in the back foyer, thumbing through the scriptures, talking to people, saying that what we were bringing forth from the scripture was not the word of God. And a lot of these are such foundational truths to us saints now that we think, how could anybody not see that is in the Word? But for them, it they wasn't would, what they, they wanted would to say hear. that. Yeah, they it, would they would declare that. And um, so that's a recurrent that's a recurrent thing. And I remember when we had district officials here, and a former leader in this church who stood up and said to my congregation. He, he's not being scriptural. He's not teaching the word. And it's, it's a common thing that the enemy wants to say. And, and if you hear that, especially if you know you're preaching the word, if you know you're coming from the scripture, if, if, you, if you've done your diligence and you're bringing it and it's been led by the spirit, um, that's one of the calling cards of an unclean spirit. And you think about what Satan did. Has God said? Or what did he say to Jesus? A twist of scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, you're standing out here hungry. You haven't eaten or drank for 40 days. And why don't you see these stones here? Why don't you command them to become bread? Because it is written. It's always about the word. And... Um, I think that one of the ways you cast out devils is you make sure that you don't become a mouthpiece for that sentiment. Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Um, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And I would also say then that when people are possessed, it's because the enemy 
first of all, is looking for the... There's a lot of processes of it. But it's all because <coughs> of what God has called us to be and the enemy's attempt to thwart that in an individual. And so, you know, if you keep that as your mindset, that we are... You know, what did, what did the legion... An, a demonic army say to Jesus when it saw its leader, its mouthpiece saw the Lord step on the shore of Gadara. And that man that was the host of that legion came and proscuneoed and said, We know who you are, thou Christ, Son of the living God. If you come here to evict us or persecute us before the time and they didn't want to be taken out of their area what does that say about the enemy first of all they recognize the power of proscuneo and what that means for us as sons secondly they recognize the anointed son because we're to be Christ-like they also recognize that our job is to come into the place bearing the cross where the terio is supposed to be turned to righteousness and they recognize that their time is short so all of that says what our mission is from the mouth of an enemy army so when we talk about Satan trying to say something through Peter or Uh, the devourer or anything to do with dealing with the enemy it always has to be from that it's not how many scriptures you have it's not all the machinations you can go through to try to have a a deliverance session if you're not doing it from that standpoint what are you doing what 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 are you doing it's the enemy's just playing games with you and like Kenneth Hagin used to say, you know, when in one meeting and they'd, they'd treat a demon. <laughs> Lots of noise. You know, people just getting all wound up. But I remember Jerry Smith talking about when his dogs hunt lions. And he says those lions are so cocky. They just kind of play with the dogs because they don't consider them a threat. And they'll go up in that tree and just kind of look down, you know, because they recognize those dogs can't get. Sometimes they'll let the dogs get them in a, in a, in a corner, and then those lions can leap forty to fifty feet, and they just up on the top of something. It's amazing. Think, yeah. So there's a cockiness there, and if you if you don't if you don't recognize what your objective is, you can get all wound up with a pack of dogs chasing demons. And the enemy, he does. He recognizes, you know, like the sons of Sceva. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, we we are as saints. You are as saints, called of God, to be as His sons. You have a divine deposit an earnest within you that is born again through Christ it is and you know here's another thing we've been praying in diverse tongues and unknown tongues for a long 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 time and it's blessed it's been wonderful but since we've been seeing these things in the word when I pray in the spirit now it's it's like it's so different than what I've known and what I've taught and preached. Those things are still true, but I think it's it's tapping a deeper a deeper dimension of the well of God. It's going into the the corners and the rooms that God is expanding now and drawing from that identity. And my spirit prayeth. It's it's amazing to feel that it's does it feel delightful? <laughs> right now, 
it's kind of like when you work out you know your body lets you know it and and when you're using a new part a new dimension of the spirit within that God has ordained to be developed we should all be growing and developing that's right um you're you're going to feel that and and you're going to be caught up with the responsibility that's inherent with that place and uh, it's interesting to feel that differentiation in how I pray in the spirit now and it but it's fulfilling I know I'm doing the work of God it's not horrible or any of that nature but it's 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 not only feeling that but then recognizing the ramifications of where those words are going and the pushback from that because light penetrates darkness and it's the violent take it by force thing that Jesus said the kingdom of God suffers violence or the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent take it by force you are you're establishing that not only what it is that God's doing new in and through you but you're you're establishing where those words and that spectrum of what God's wanting to do are are hitting so you've got both of those things going on at the same time plus then the fruitfulness of what God's doing the responsibility that he's giving you to establish the beachhead you know very interesting I wonder if that's like even a deeper dimension to what Jude said when he says when we pray in the spirit we build up that most holy that most saintly faith yeah Uh, you know it's I know that it's it builds us up it edifies us and that's important but the most saintly faith what is being spoken from the right hand yeah. And and the saintly, you know, the saintly part being that call to to restoration and to really what we've been created. That's what we pray for. That's what we partner with in is just that that restoration to bring back to the fullness and the perfection of 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 God's purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I mean in in even the Lord just a few weeks ago highlighting to us how that this book is a, mm-hmm. is a letter to the saints. Mm-hmm. And he differentiates between it and the common salvation. Mm-hmm. And he speaks about, you know, the kratos being given to you. Um, and um, he, he speaks about, you know, the mercy and peace and love be multiplied. But you're, you're functioning in kratos and grace. Um, uh, it's, it's amazing, but... I, I, I'm looking to verse the beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the agape of God, looking for His mercy. That is that, that is, is really so good in eternal life. That's like what you just described, yeah. literally. It, that you're experiencing when you pray in the Spirit now. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, you know, and, and, then, and then even that extension of Crateo, pros cartereo, from uh, continue in prayer, what we talked about on Wednesday night, and uh, watch thou in all things. Mm-hmm. When you are functioning in prosuke through the power of the throne, you you got to reckon, you got to watch, you got to be gregario in all things. You You can't just be a, a dunce waiting for somebody to come and bail you out or a wing to rest under in the natural uh, it's, 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 these are good things <laughs> these are where we're going in the Lord and uh, it's just a blessing to be able to, to walk them in you, with you uh, in Amen. the Lord Amen. so we thank you saints this time uh, we haven't chitted or chatted much chitted or chatted we've got five minutes left in this old time gospel hour um 
and we ain't even old timey. No, but we we will not be on the air the next two weeks, which is sad. Yeah. But remember, first Saturday, which is a week from Saturday. And um, please be praying for this mission in Brazil. Yes. I know Pastor said he's going to send out a an email about that, but well, we certainly covet your prayers. Yeah, just for those of you who are hearing. Um, the team leaves tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Seems like the whole team is gathering at DFW Airport to fly down there. And uh, Yawali is already there. But... Um, Yawali. Yawali. You know, it's almost... We just re- we've suspended our service tomorrow night. Wednesday Night Live is not going to be on. We're asking everybody to to pray during that time, especially as the team is flying all night to get down to Sao Paulo. And we're asking that you all pray for what God wants to do daily. You know, the seminar itself, um, we'll be praying and going about the city Thursday, the, the bulk of the day after we get there, and then Friday day, but the seminar begins Friday night, and it's all day, then Saturday, and then Sunday, and then some of the team launches out, comes back home, or goes to another part of Brazil, and a smaller team goes to Ribeiro Preto and Batatais to meet some new pastors in some places we've not been before. And then... The end of the trip comes in Cabo Frio to celebrate with Pastor Cello and his wife and their church um, in uh, the celebration of their one-year anniversary of being an independent movement. That's exciting. So it's it's several different um, dimensions, but we desperately need you to be praying because Listen, we're not going down there just to go. We've, we've got to be led of the Spirit, and we've got to establish the work, and we've got to have wisdom to give instruction concerning ministry of prophecy, concerning the continued teaching of the Word and the, and the initial principles of, um, of what it is to, to pray in the Spirit, the diverse tongues, the walk of the saints, sonship. It's not just teaching one group because, you know, from last year when the initial outreach went, when Paul and I went and met with Nikon and Yuwali, um, now the, the next trip went and now this third trip, there are many, many more pastors, many, many more churches, and it's that same thing we've always dealt with. You've got to be leading people into the deeper things, but then you've got these new people coming along. It reminds me of what Jack Hayford used to say. You know, you wish you could take a, a spiritual hypodermic and just inject these people that are new so that they could just be up and running. But we've got to have that. And, and you recognize the prophecies about the, the saints' army from South America that's rising in the last days. You know that the enemy doesn't want us there. We're not worried about him, but we're not ignorant of him. Um, so we really need your, your prayers. Now, we're going to try to send up some stuff online. Scott Maston's going. He's taking one of our cameras. But we don't really know what our capacity is going to be till we get down there. So we're not going to say, oh, look, we're going to broadcast this because we tried that when we were down there last time and it just didn't work out very well. I'd rather be able to promise something that is going to happen. I hate I hate to say we're going to do something and then it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That usually doesn't occur. So, But if we are going to be able to put something up, we'll do our best to, to send a word out so that you know whether it's on Facebook or whether it's on uh, the website we're going to try 
So be watchful for that. But we just need you to be in prayer. Amen. And thank you for that. Amen. So there you have it, friends. We are out of time. The time is gone. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we very much appreciate all of you. And uh, so I guess our next Saints broadcast will be October 15th. That's right, because we won't. That's right. Wow. But Wednesday Night Live this week won't be on. But the next week it will. And then the following week, we'll be back. All right. Thanks for tuning in, and may God bless all of you. We strongly, from the depth of who we are, want to thank you for your willingness to stand and for these continued intercession before the throne on behalf of not just Brazil, but all the other things that God is laying before us to represent him in. Amen. And we're praying for you, too, because these very things we've been talking about, we know, has to be, in lots of ways, affecting you as well. So be, be faithful, be strong in the power of the Lord, and um, be those sons and saints that he created you to be from the foundation of the world. Amen. Amen. God bless you and goodbye.